Welcome back, everybody, to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia. I am your host, Vince, and I am here with... Your unknown entertainer, Declan. And we are also here with a special guest, first time in the show's history. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Hello, everybody. My name's Kyle, your local uh, medical expert. Look at that. Did you bring Band-Aids? No. Some stem stem packs. packs. Yeah. All right, good, good, good. So... Uh, hello everybody, I hope you're doing well, tell your mother I said hi. It's episode three, and we've already run out of ideas. (laughs) So, the lore for this week is just going to be about Vault 76. Now, I was sitting here the other day, thinking to myself, we're a Fallout podcast, and we've yet to talk about, in depth, the game itself, Fallout 76. So, I'm going to go over... Keeping in mind that this is before the release of Fallout 76. The, the, what is, what's today's date? Today's date? It is the 22nd of July. Of, of what year? Of 2018. In the year of our Lord? <laughs> uh, so, real quick, I'm just gonna go over the history of Vault 76. I know in the first episode we touched upon it a little bit, but I just kinda wanna go over it just so we have a... Whatever's the most concrete that we have right now. Yeah. So, the, the construction of Vault 76 started in February of 2065, and it was finished in October of 2076, but it was debuted seven years later. So it was the first vault done, but nobody knew that it was the first vault done until seven years later. Uh, it's in West Virginia, and it's actually part of the Eastern Commonwealth, which is uh, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New York. Now, they waited till 2076 to celebrate the tercentenary of the U.S., uh, and it was originally supposed to open 20 years after the bombs dropped in 2097, but it didn't open up until 20, 2102, which is Reclamation Day, of as course. we know from the trailer and whatnot. No. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, that's five years after the intended opening day, right? Yeah, which we've said in previous, the first episode, I didn't understand why it was 25 years instead of five years. The way that I read it today off of the Fallout wiki made it sound like it was saying that they wanted to just kind of chill for five years. Just kind of get their bearings? Yeah, I guess like if you have to go and repopulate and be Adam and Eve in a sense, then like, let's, let's you know, yeah. fuck it, let's yeah. take a day off. Yeah. Um... The occupancy of the vault was 500 people. Uh, it didn't have a Zach's computer system. It had a BrainPower 4. So I'm guessing it ran off the same kind of OS as the uh, RoboBrains. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Which, I, know, I know next to nothing about anything except any of the Robco operating systems. I, I know, like, the big terminals in 3, at least, are all Zach's computers, which I think are from, like, 1 and 2. Okay. Hmm. You asked about energy in the vault episode, I remember. I did. Uh, they had a light, a light like geothermal power source and a backup of General Atomics nu- nuclear power. Okay, so it is nuclear power. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but that's reserve. Because, I mean, if you think about it, if light life geothermal power is solar power... Well, geothermal is heat of the earth. I went to public school. That makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking. Because I was going to say, if you're going to run a vault off solar power, if they have full-on nuclear winter, there's no sun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That'd actually, be a cool experiment. I never really thought about that. Hmm. The, how the weather patterns would affect solar power generation. Yeah. I just, I was, I was thinking about that as I was writing these notes. But other than that, that is pretty much all we know about 76. We also know they have a color television. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it, though. Yeah. So, uh, in honor of our first guest, I want to open the floor to, uh, to, to Kyle first. 
What are you looking to see out of Fallout 76? Uh, uh, being able to play every, together with everybody. I think that's like the most cool thing ever to be able to go into a Fallout game and have friends. And yeah, explore. I've always wanted to do that. In fact, I tried out uh, way, way, like years ago, I tried to play a multiplayer mod for New Vegas with uh, uh, a friend Mike. And it was the worst ever. Because <laughs> really? the, the engine was not built yeah, to support that. multiplayer. Like, there were no NPCs. It was just you and your friend. And, like, no quest work. You, you basically just walked <laughs> around the world. So 76. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, how do you feel about that? Let's ask this question. How do you feel about no NPCs? I like how they're explaining it. Like, it's the apocalypse. You, the vault's just opening. No one else is out there. So it, it makes sense from a lore standpoint that that works. But at a game standpoint, it kind of sucks that there isn't any, like, robots. Well, there are going to be robots, I, heard, I guess. Yeah, that's what I heard. But, I mean, like, no, like, normal ghouls. That's got me a little fucked up. Yeah. Like, maybe some raiders that traveled, maybe... Well, from what I was watching, uh, Papa Pete Hines mm-hmm. had said that there are a there's a small like raider s group that they're ghouls and they're called the Scorched, Scorched yeah. which I don't remember if we talked about in a previous episode, but it kind of reminded me of uh, the Omega Man. Did you ever see the Omega Man? No, I haven't. I want to say it's from like the '60s or the '70s. It's a movie about a man who is. One of the last human beings on the planet. I think we did touch on this. Yeah, well, the way they describe the Scorch kind of reminds me of, like, the bad guys from the Omega Man. Hmm. Which, if you've ever seen uh, the Will Smith I Am Legend, not, like, the book, because apparently the book is totally different, a lot of the inspiration for I Am Legend came from Omega Man. Okay, Mm -hmm. I liked I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, did you ever hear that the ending is, like, totally fucky because of Will Smith? Really? Yeah, he was going around like when they were making the movie, telling people, "Yeah, this is how it's going to end." And they were like, "Well, you can't fucking tell people the <laughs> ending of the movie before it comes out." And he's like, "Oh shucks!" So they redid the whole movie. Wow. I Did know. you ever play uh, the new not the Ve- whole movie, but the New sorry. Vegas DLC? I've only ever do- there done are, some hearts. You might have, Declan, but there are ghouls in the was I forgot the, the concentration camp. Yes, we talked about that a little yes, bit. Yes. yes, that's what kind of reminds me of them because they were they're ghouls, but they're able to. Wear armor and weapons and stuff like that. Well, I mean, all ghouls can. Well, yeah, but, like, feral. They're more well, feral. Well, that's, that's what I think the the Scorched are, are, like, they're on the fringe of yeah. feral mm-hmm. and... I don't want to say normal, but you yeah. know. Feral and uh, civilized, we should say. Yeah. yeah. See, I like the not having a lot of NPCs. I think it's going to leave a lot more open for you to do your own thing with the people around you. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's not meant to be overpopulated. There's only going to be like, what, like a dozen or two people like I, on a server at a time? What did they say, 24? 23 to like 30-something, I believe? I think I think after reading that, the occupancy of a vault should could be 500. Yeah. Not let's have 500 people on a server, because well, I actually want to be. play the game. Yeah. yeah. But like, to have 50 people... Would be awesome because if the map is as big as they're saying it is, yeah, four times as large. I, uh, I would. I'm just really excited to see how we create our own stories, and like I love doing that. I love to put myself in the shoes of this character and just, like I said, to, like, just make up a character. I like to make up a character and go about my way and use my tenants to live my, out my life in the game. Like I know, uh, I really want to try a merchant. I really want to be a merchant for one of my playthroughs. Just pick up everything and sell everything. 
and I think, I think that'd be I think really fun. We're all going to be merchants because that's the only way we're going to be able to make caps and such. It's well, that's trade. yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to have like the first character I make. What if there are no caps? See, I don't know because if you watch the trailer, it seems as if when you want to put things down in your settlement, which we have to talk about camp, but <laughs> we'll get there. When you want to put things on your settlement, it looks like it costs caps. And plus, when he in the demo that they showed, when you killed Preston Garvey, yeah, you got yeah, caps from yeah. there. Yeah, you know what I'm actually speaking of Preston Garvey. You know what I'm really looking forward to seeing? What? Uh, well, two things, real quick. One, your little like NPC character, John, your, your Vault Boy. Yeah, your little Vault Boy. You can like either customize it or use the Fallout Shelter Vault Boy. Okay. Huh. So I right now the two of you, since we're probably going to play together, I'm calling it. I'm three dog. Okay. <laughs> No one's taking that's the real. That's, that's fair. fair. When he kills Preston Garvey, he's got like an 1800s fucking give me 20 minutes yeah. to reload the gun type of gun. I can't wait to see all the new guns. Yeah. Yeah. Like pre-war stuff too. Yeah. Especially with there being no like established economic system. Guns and bullets are an economic system in itself. Yeah. yeah. Itself. Well, that's why when we all play together, I kind of want my, I'm going to try to make my character, my first character, Ron. I'm going to try to make Ron Gulman. I'm going to try to get a band of guys together, and I want to just set up shop and, like, go adventure, find as much shit as we can, and sell. Mm-hmm. Because I think that would be so fucking cool. Yeah. Just to... That'd be so cool. Like, to make your own Ron Gulman Estates Tower. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> don't even... I'm so excited for this fucking game. Like, yeah. it's not even funny. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, What do you want to... I want to touch on camp. Yeah, okay, let's get there now. Yeah. From what we've seen, it's kind of like a pick-up-and-go type of settlement building system. That's what my you... love life is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about it? you want to go first? Uh, I think it's interesting. I like the idea where it's like you can go into another... Well, there are no servers, but like whatever they are, and it's already there. Wait, what do you mean there's no servers? Well, they uh, didn't Todd Howard say there's no servers, you won't see a server? It's that you don't have to manually... like connect to a server it's going to be a seamless transition oh okay it's not like we're on server one two three c2 okay 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 so like to be able to go from your game and join your friends and your stuff will be more of a session kind of like gta 5 was yeah that yeah oh okay 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 see but i like that a lot Mm -hmm. how i can just like all right say there's like a corner of the map that's by some water and i like playing secluded i like playing like mad max i like playing where i'm just a a fucking lone wolf and it's me and my gun and my word and that's (laughs) it in a game where you can only use gestures yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey no voice protagonist oh thank christ uh well we'll talk about that later i want to talk about that later uh but like i like that but at the same time when I play Fallout, I play it as a collector. I want one, at least one vault suit from each vault. Mm, I yeah. want one gun that I can acquire. I want one type, I want one of every chem. I want one of every miscellaneous item. I want one of every this and one of every that and every hat and everything. So does that mean I get to put my stuff in a chest? Can I lock it? Can somebody come around and try to pick my lock and take some of my wares? Yeah, I don't, I don't, they have not put any info out about that yet. and how are like unique weapons gonna work because you know how like in four they kind of did unique weapons where it was here's unique weapons but they look exactly alike and they drop off of legendary enemies i mean there were some like scripted unique weapons like the deliverer yeah but or other like, than like the deliverer, of, like that class do you think a, it would be like if you're in a group and you pick it up your group gets it i don't think so it's not I, gonna be the no. borderlands Way no, 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 no. It's mm. going to be, I think it's going to be like, wow, like you have to roll need. 
I, I would hope they would do like a need and agreed. Like, do you need it or do you want it? Mm, interesting. And, and if you if you need it, need and agreed. I like that. You never heard that? No. Didn't we play WoW together? Yeah, but that's it was so long ago. Son, it was Tuesday. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was like like forty nine Tuesday. No, it was a long ass time ago. Yeah. Do you, do you think they would have scripted guns in this? Since it's like, oh, I could go to this one place, get that gun, and then go in another person's area, go get that same gun. Yeah, like, um, what about, like, Riven in, like, Dare's a... Death Charger. You remember that? From what? playing WoW? Riven, yeah. Riven, remember Merle? Remember the... Shout out to the Burger Brothers. Come on the podcast. Uh, he kept running. One of them kept running Rivendare. Rivendare? Rivendale? I don't remember. Yeah. The one mount. He wanted the one mount. He kept running it over and over again. So, like, if... Okay, here's the area that's, like, a level 30, and I'm level, like, 45. Can I just go back and... And keep going at it and going at it and going at it. But then at that point, does the weapon scale with me or does the weapon only do so much damage? Yeah. See, I think it's going to be like all the other Fallout games where the weapons are going to do a flat amount of damage and you can only augment them with your different uh, like workbenches. But, okay, going back to being a merchant. Yes. Imagine how cool it would be if it's like, alright, this Kyle here specced entirely into crafting. So here's Ron, the guy who's going to sell everything. Kyle works for me, Kyle gets a cut. Mm. Yeah, like, but that all has to be done within group ourselves. Dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's Plus not going to be like, within the mechanics. There's the vending games. machines too. You can put stuff in. They were thinking about that because in the in the one trailer where they're going through like all the decor stuff, like something people saw vending machines for like really? medicine and stuff Ooh, like that. Maybe, really? Do you get to stock that yourself? Maybe, maybe you can make it and then stock it. Yo, and yo, come. think about how cool it'd be. Say like, uh, let's just say for the sake of space, a mile away from the vending machine is your house. So you go to your house and you get all your supplies and you go to the vending machine and it's like a mini caravan. So a bunch of dudes know you're going to go there eventually. And you're so going to jump. Fucking jump them. Wow. How cool <laughs> would that be? That's like what Mikey and I would do on Gmod. We would set up vending machines. Really? Yeah. We, we would play Dark RP. It was, it was so awesome. We would set up these, uh, these like prefabbed, uh, like prefabbed vending machines and put shipments in. And, uh, it was a wire mod. That you could set up all these different like logic systems, and uh, once somebody put enough money into a uh, into a pot, it would uh, spawn a gun from the shipment on top of this like prefab box. It was so cool. But what if you can do something like that? That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would That'd be, be really so cool. cool to have like vending machines throughout the wasteland. Yeah, like oh. Like how you said before about like you want to be that paladin and help somebody. Maybe yeah. you make a Yo, vending he machine. Listens. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you make a vending machine somewhere out there to like, oh here's stim packs for like one cap or something yeah. like oh, that. That's just just give back. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's such a So question I have about camp. Sure. I'm not sure what you guys uh have observed or read, but is it that all the camp stuff is stored in a box and you can pick up that box and move it? Or is it that the camp is in that one place on the map on any server you go into? I think it's stored in a box how they set it. So you, think it so you, you pack it up, up and move and it. And then move. Yeah. I think, I, th- I, think, I think you're right. I think it's like you put it down and then you build within like an area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can't just build from like here to a quarter mile away. I have to keep it within like say like a... I, like 300 yard, feet. Yeah. yeah. I think somebody asked Pete Hines recently about like the build area. Because I think Todd Howard said it was like you can you build saw, everywhere, but you can't like, build the everywhere. Di- like the diameter of how far you can build in that area of the camp. But like I think somebody asked Pete Hines about it, and I, he's like, "Oh, Todd must have said something about it." But I don't think they have a cl- like a idea of how okay. big. And what if? Just hear me out. We have a group of five people. We have five camps. We could daisy chain them. Yeah, that's that's also an idea I had. Like, if you make a camp, would I get to make a camp too? 
Yeah. If we're in the same party? I don't think it's going to be a party wait, system. It's wait. just you're going to be standing next to somebody. Well, actually, wait, and- wait, 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 wait. No, you can't just say that out loud and not expect my imagination to go nuts. Are you kidding me? Think about how cool that'd be. Here's here's Ron's tower. Here's Gulman Estates. Gulman's traveling tower. Next to that is Kai. What are you going to play? You're going to play the medic? Um, yes, Diamond's medical. Diamond's medical tent. Next to that, we got Krogar's fucking fist emporium next to smoky smoke shop next to uh, are you trying to come up with something for me because i have the dm (laughs) no i'm trying to think of uh, something for pete oh yeah just like oh my god think about how toaster emporium oh the toaster emporium (laughs) but get this you put one on the top of a mountain and then all the way down you make a slide (gasps) oh Like a cable car system. Like a cable car system. What if we t- we went we went to the mountain, like the top of a mountain, and made a slip and slide, <laughs> and charged people to go down the slip and slide, <laughs> and someone doesn't pay, and there's someone waiting at the bottom with a mini <laughs> nuke. <laughs> just, just there's a guy at the bottom who's like, "Did you enjoy the ride? Yeah. Did you pay? No." <laughs> That's so funny. This is oh my god. So okay, I was watching something, and I think it was the no clip documentary. And they were explaining how, like, the game is made and how it's different and how it's it's got that element of survival. Which I think belongs in a Fallout game. Yeah. I think Fallout 3 would have been way better. Fallout 3 is easy going. I already think Fallout 3 is a 12 out of 10, but I think it would have been way better. It would have brought it to, like, a 13 or a 14 if I had to eat and drink. I've always played survival mods for Fallout 3. Yeah. They always know what to do with all the junk around. Like, Fallout 3... You pick up, like, toy cars and everything. Fall for it. It's like, you could use them now. Yeah. And now it's like, you could use food and water now. Yeah. <laughs> it only took us two games to figure it out. Yeah. Three games to figure it out. Yeah. I want to know what happens if you don't properly eat and drink. Like, what if I only am eating irradiated rad roach meat? How does that affect me as a player or as a character? You take 10% more damage. Yeah. Maybe mutations would mutations. start working in. If you start eating radiation, like, you know, like... Maybe. I want to see mutations. I think that'd be yeah. so cool. I don't think... I think that'll come later, because since this is a game that's online, we have that ability to expand, whether that yeah. be the map or in feature sets. It's going to be... I think what it's going to be like, this game's going to have a very long support, mm-hmm. and it's going to be, for better or for worse, like ESO, and get these giant pack updates. That's how I think it's... Like, yeah. with GTA Online. Yeah. G- GTA Online, they're bringing back Gay Tony. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's He comes out, like, is it this week? Or uh, next week? I'm not sure. Yeah, I've been seeing on Instagram all the time, there's a... Uh, He's bringing, ad. like, clubs to... Yeah, so you could, like, GTA. own a club, and, like, underneath the club, you can have, like, your Coke distribution. That's freaking And, like, a cool. garage, yeah. yeah so I... we need to have a Coke distribution in Fallout. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. DLC Part 2. Yeah. I want to be a chem dealer. One of my playthroughs. I'm a drug-dealing fool. So, Kyle. Yep. I think all the listeners at home want to know, your opinion especially, why do you think it was so imperative for them to make an online game? I think that, like Todd was saying about how like they wanted to do this for a long time, and we know that Fallout, the next Fallout's not going to come for a while, since they got, uh, what, Star... Starfield? Starfield, and uh, Elder Scrolls coming. So I think they wanted to do this for the fans. So like, hey, it's multiplayer, but we're going to have a team that like you know updates events maybe stuff like that for a while until you get next fallout imagine this becomes a game that we play for like 10 years straight i think it will how eso is Elder Scrolls online i think it's that's what it's gonna be like, isn't that crazy yeah i think this is gonna be something that we're going to go back to again and again and again i think that um 
They made this game first and foremost for themselves because they wanted to do this for so long and they finally have the technology and the money and the infrastructure to do it. I think this is going to be a labor of love as opposed to something that's going to be put out to make money and to appease fans. This is for them. And I think that's an important part of a game is that you, you're always saying that you make art for yourselves, not for other people. I think that's important. And I think we're going to have such a good support uh, life cycle on this because of that. I could see that. I, I mean, I hope that's the case. I hope, like, you know what? You know what kind of scared me, though? When Fallout 4 came out, I noticed that they were, like, making merch of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I would walk into GameStop and it would be like, like, if you, if I would have walked into GameStop and there would have been Fallout merch, like, five, six years ago, I would have been hype. And then it became that there was just so much of it. Yeah. That it was like, who are you trying to appeal to at this point? Anyone that's going to buy. Yeah. But, like, I felt like, like, I kind of, I kind of felt like when Fallout 4 was about to come out, it was a lot of the, hey, everybody, welcome back to my channel. Today we're going to fucking hit subscribe and you're going to like the video. And if we get 15 likes, I'm going to put a fucking $100 Amazon gift card for the guy. Like, what YouTube became that I spoke about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of those YouTubers were kind of jumping on the hype. The hype train that was Fallout 4, and I kind of feel like now that this game is totally different, you kind of get the quote-unquote real Fallout fans. I'm not saying, like, re- you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, you get the people that aren't just swept up in the hype. They're they're, they're here for the culture. Like, yeah. they're here for the for the lore. They're here for the storytelling. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to touch on the storytelling next. Okay. If you're okay with that. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm kind of rambling, so just cut me off whenever. I'm very into the idea of, like, an offhanded storytelling. What does that mean? Like, instead of an NPC come up, coming up to you and saying, hey, this settlement's in trouble, I'm going to mark it on your map, you're going to find a hollow tape in a trunk in some broken down shack that says, hey, this one time I was out in the woods and I was with my friend and I accidentally dropped my pappy's old pistol. I, I wonder if it's still out. Hammer. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's still out there. Yeah. Like, in this offhanded, like, storytelling of not, there's no sense of urgency, but if you want to get it, go get it. Okay, good. Don't put a marker on my map. Let yes. me find it organically. The Morrowind approach. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hype you up, but what if you can make your own holiday and just leave it there? Holy shit. Leave it somewhere shit. out in the world and maybe someone in another game or whatever finds it. That would be so rad. Kyle, you can't just say that. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. What if I'm playing one character... And leave one hollow tape, right? And then come back as another character and continue the story as all four or five of my separate characters going on the same quest. That's so that would be, freaking cool. That would be awesome. Like, and you could be like, like I could start as Ron and be like, all right, everybody, I am uh, leaving this hollow tape here to let you know that at latitude thirty nine and longitude seventy four. There's another clue. Like, I wouldn't be that up front, but, like, as a clue, and you go on this fucking scavenger hunt. And if we have a group of people, we can make our own little mini story for people. Yeah. Granted, unless you made copies of the holotape by some way, it would only be giving the story to one person. But what if there's light at the end of the tunnel no, for just one person? That's, that's worth exactly. It. Think that's... about how cool that is for one person. Because, you know, you, like, play, like, you play Fallout 4 or 3 or New Vegas or any of them, and you're like, yeah. I was walking through, and all of a sudden, these super mutants were attacking a rad roach, and the, or not the rad roach, a rad scorpion. The rad scorpion killed, like, two of them, and then, all of a sudden, the, the the third super mutant bashes that one's skull in, and then the super mutant starts running after you, and then I know where a death claw comes over. Like, you know you have, like, those stories that are so personal to you? Yeah. Imagine getting so enveloped in a story that's just like, I found a holotape, 
And it was a story about how this guy, before the bombs dropped, how his daughter, he couldn't find his daughter, and he went to her her daycare, and he's like, Samantha, Samantha, where are you? And he, Samantha's not fucking there. <laughs> and then he goes all the way to, like, a kindergarten that's in, like, another part of the world, or of the map, that they were, like, bussing children to, and he's, like, breaking down, and at the end of it, it's him crying, going, like, Samantha's gone, she's a ghoul, I don't know what ghouls are yet, that hasn't been established in the lore. But do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can create powerful storytelling. And there's, that's one person gets that, one person could get that, like, you could put a thing that says, like, okay, you can only pick up this holotape five times. Five people could potentially get that story. And imagine it's like the first ten hours of you playing, and you pick up the first one. And you're like, wow, this dude lost his daughter? And then, like, you're playing another 30 hours later, you pick up the second one, and you're like, oh, fuck, Samantha! And then it's like, you pick up the third one, and you're like, level 40. And not to your, like, level, like, 80, do you find out this whole story? And it kind of just wraps around, full circle, for this entire tale, this entire story, this entire just saga of events that you've been on. And the only people that are going to know it are, like, you, the dude who created it, and, like, a few people that find it. Did you ever play Subnautica? Would you I call me? love Subnautica. You ever play Subnautica? No, I haven't. Well, definitely I love you it. know, but towards the end, you're able to drop, like, a pod when you're leaving, like, towards the end. And you could write a message in, put a picture, and, like, put items in. And then, it, like, somebody in another whole, completely game, it's first uh, single player, they can find this. In the ocean. Wow. What yeah. can you put on... You can, can you even, like, type your own message. Could you put and, like, dick butt? Probably. And, like, take a photo and put, put like, supplies and such in it. Wow. You can attach a Steam screenshot, and I think you can put six items in it. Yeah. But then, like, somebody in a new single-player story of that can find that in the, in the ocean. Are you fucking kidding me? I found me? one. I found one. Really? What'd it say? Um, I forget what it said, but I know that it had water, and it had some tools in it. Aren't you underwater? It had some purified water. Pure water. Drink. You can't drink salt water. <laughs> Why can't I? Stop me. <laughs> um, but I was like, I actually need this. Thank you. It was so freaking cool. And so what I did is I took a screenshot of uh, of the, the ship and I said, there's hope. And then I put some stuff in. You just take a screenshot of the final screen and put it right at the spawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And like, oh, you want to talk about making your own adventures? Some, I think you sent me the link. Somebody put, you being Kyle, so I, I realize that people can't see who I'm pointing at. <laughs> uh, I think you sent it to me. Somebody asked Pete Hines radio stations. Mm. Fallout, like, when you think of Fallout, what are the top three things you think of? That, music, and... Uh... Bloody mess. Bloody mess, yeah. <laughs> okay, not far from what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say Fisto, Fisto, and Fisto. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but music definitely being, like, the number one thing. Not the number one, but, like... It yeah. wraps the entire experience up in a bow. Yeah, it's it's definitely the, 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 the cherry on top. Mm. So they're like, Pete. Hello, Pete. Uh, music? And he's like, I really... Like, he, you could tell he wants to say something awesome. He's like, I can't say anything right now and doesn't even say no there's no music doesn't say no there's no radio station I, I it's, thought it's, he did say there was radio stations but he couldn't say anything else maybe I don't know it's it's a man on his right and a woman on his left yeah yeah or no on on a woman on his left a man on his right and him in the middle for the interview I wish I could remember the interview but I can't sorry if the interview's listening come on the podcast <laughs> but what he what I kind of took out of that was like and this is just me being totally total speculation because I really want this Imagine being able to set up your own radio station. Oh my god. And like, you have to go to- It's a radio station that's just Johnny Guitar 24 hours. 
No, it's got to be like the salt and pepper diner. Johnny Guitar seven times. Big Iron. Johnny Guitar eleven more times. <laughs> John Mulaney, come on the show. <laughs> it has to, like, but think about if you can record your own messages like Three Dog. So imagine if it's just like Ron Pullman Radio. Bringing you the most irradiated tunes this side of the wastes. And it's like, if you go to one of Ron Goulman's shops and you bring up the the message that's on the air, he gives you like 10% off. That'd be so freaking cool. I have two theories about that. I think, one, it could be a robot at a radio tower. And two, you might be able to find a radio tower in the world and you can... And occupy it. Occupy it, yeah. That's cool. What I would like... I would like to, like, set up a scenario. Say a new session or server or whatever has just been established, and uh, people are only joining in fresh, right out of the vault, right now. What is out there and open and available and in progress? What do you mean in progress? I would like, like, how has the this dynamic world been working? In a way that's like, say if I am joining this this session and everyone else is just joining this session... Is it whoever gets to the radio station first gets to do a radio station? Is it whoever gets to, like, the nuclear silos first gets the one of the codes? Like... We should talk about that next. Yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah. Um, I would like to to say, like, oh, if this is all a brand new server and I know exactly where, like, a couple things are, I want to... I'm excited to be able to go and do those things. Like, I really want... Like, say I get into a game and somebody already has the radio station. Oh, better luck next time. I just... Oh, I really want... Like a an environment like that, where you're allowed to know things, but maybe it might not all be... I don't know how to explain it. I know yeah. what you're trying to yeah. say. Like, not everything is set in stone every, every single time. Hmm. I, I, Could you imagine, like, a Three Dogs player going like, Oh, player Are you fucking Vince for Batman is killing some guys out there. Be careful out there, World Dwellers, or something like that. But it's actually a player on the radio telling everybody. You know what I mean? Like, oh, watch out for that death claw over in that area. Kyle, if you continue to blow my mind like this, you're not welcome back. Are you fucking kidding me? But could you Have you been that? thinking about this and just never said anything? <laughs> yeah, I've been saving it for the podcast. Holy fuck, Kyle, that's an amazing idea. But that, I know they want to implement ways to, like, if people are uh, griefing, that could be a way. Social shame. <laughs> you can get shamed burn on the, the radio. Burn the witch. On the radio. That's what it becomes. Burn the witch on the radio. It's like today's media. We don't like them. Make fun of them. Yeah. Holy shit. That'd be awesome. Oh, there's a nuke coming in this area. Watch out, guys. And it's all on the radio. And you can bribe me to say, hey, nuke incoming here. Go there. Yeah. And then everyone gets nuked and I can just... You know what I mean? Holy shit. Holy shit. Imagine that. What are you fucking kidding me, Kyle? Jesus Christ. That's insane. That's fucking insane. Oh, I want this so much. But speaking of nukes, how do we feel about them? I'm so into it. Yeah. Really? Be, I was, at first it was like, okay, they're adding nukes, and then it's like, you need a full code. That's like, awesome, good. You don't, That's not one person going odd every time to go nuke the same place over and over. Right at the beginning, at the start of the game. This is like, you have to work towards it. You have to get every piece of the puzzle, then get to the high-level area that the silo is located... And then beat that, like, dungeon or place or whatever, and then put in the code. It's not going to be easy. And I like that. I like that if it's people that are dedicated or have a very big group, 
or that are just good at games, they are the ones that have control over this. And it's not something that's going to happen every day. But I want it to. I like the idea a lot. I think it's a great idea because it's something so different. But I can see being taken advantage of by people like myself. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find one missile silo code. And if you want it, you have to pay me. That's how I'm playing this game. Money. Money. Give me money. Which I, which I know goes against what I said last podcast about capitalism, how people are trying to escape from it. But at the same time... Give me money. Give me money. I want money. I want a Scrooge McDuckian vault of money. It's all I want. <laughs> oh, I, like, I, just... um, I want to have like a group of like eight people. That we just kind of all like get together and we all be raiders and we all go out and search for the codes and we just nuke a place together. I'm going to say this right meow and I think we're all thinking it, but everyone's a little afraid to say it. I want to role play as the tunnel snakes. Tunnel snakes rule. Tunnel snakes rule. With, with just like a shitty accent. Like, hey, baby girl, what are you doing? Hot chai. You got to fucking show you my tunnel snake, Amada. Like, I want to just be an asshole. Like, I want to walk around and be like, hot chai. I got a fucking switchblade. Like, I'm not even good. Like, I can't kill anything. But I'm like, hey, tunnel snakes rule. Give me a cap. Stab, stab. Oh, I'm dead. Like, I just want to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want. I think that'd be so much fun to play. Well, that would be what so Pete Hines says, he's like, it's literally D&D. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which how is they so want conducive it. to us. Yeah. Yeah. Because it hasn't been mentioned yet on the show, but I created a uh, an extension of uh, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons that's a Fallout module. So we have been playing Fallout D&D for like a year and a half now. More. Even more? I didn't come in until uh, sort of like, I forgot when though, but I started I playing. I think New York. Yeah, before that. Right before When New you York. got the Gek, the Tempest. With, with Garrett. Yes, that's when, exactly when I showed up. Yeah, so I guess it has been that long. It, we've been playing for like two plus. Yeah, and I mean it's gone through tons of iterations, but like, what, what are we on like version three? We're on three point five, the magic number. <laughs> um, but that so works for us because we are in this sense of like role playing within this world that we're gonna get into seventy six. We're gonna have a system, and we're gonna know exactly how we want to game it. Or at least you guys are. I'm the DM. I don't know what yeah. the fuck I'm doing. I, I know. I Well, that's why I want this game to be... I want the ability to be a ghoul. Yeah. If, yep. if you, if you yep. gave me 76, if, if Todd Howard gave me 76 and goes, there's no guns, there's no this, there's no fucking dynamic volumetric lighting, and there's no fucking... But you could be a ghoul, and then every 30 minutes the server shuts down, and it's a picture of Pete Hines doing a crap... Or, or uh, Todd Howard doing a crab walk and he's farting saying you're a fucking idiot for buying this game I'd be like but I can be a ghoul right like that's all I want yeah, yeah. like I just I think I think because what I've always noticed about the Fallout games is racism doesn't exist people realize there's more important things like surviving and eating and not dying I mean there's slight bits of racism but it's more of, of like humans versus ghouls as opposed to that's like the color of at. your skin yes it's yeah. not like, oh, that's a black man or a Chinese woman. It's, I'm a human being, that's a dirty shuffler. And I would never use that derogatory term to uh, talk to one of my fellow ghoul brethren. But, do you understand what I'm saying? People don't hate race, they hate ghouls. So imagine, if you're really in it for the culture, and you want to sit there and be like, alright, this is, say, uh, give me a last name. Johnson. This is the Johnson camp, Right. This is just the camp that is this guy, and they're all humans, and they all kind of keep to themselves, and they hate ghouls. 
And here comes Ron Gulman. Hey, hey, kids, I'm Ron. And then all of a sudden, they're like, no filthy shuffler in my, uh, in my settlement. It's like, ah, come on, Roy Phillips. And it's, uh, Roy, what did I say? Ron? Roy? Roy? Roy Phillips, come on, man. We were there, you were there, I was there, he was there, she was there, come on. Like, it would kind of be this, like with Rust. Remember Rust? I think yeah. it was Rust. People were randomly generated characters, so based on like your IP or something. So you could be a white a, a white male and spawn in as like a Mexican woman. Yeah, you know people what I mean. People had a big problem with that. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was so cool and interesting. Yeah, because it made because people were saying, "Well, that's not fair. I'm playing as a woman. I'm tre- being treated like a woman." Like, yeah, maybe it was supposed to make you think. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so give somebody like. And I, th- I forget, there was someone who said, like, offhandedly, yes, you can have some sort of radiation modification. Yeah, like, mutations <laughs> would have a, I think, they said effect on, like, the way you look. So, imagine being, like, like you specking into melee, and all of a sudden you get a radiation damage, and you're, like, a little buffer in green, like a super mutant. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. And then you could kind of, like, roleplay as, like, half a super mutant. So you're walking into settlement, just like, I need food! Like, that'd be so much fun. That would be so fun. Yeah, I, I hope that would work. Do you think that, at, like, after a certain point, there's, like, no way to cure the radiation? The I, would, I would hope so. I like, would love so that. You're so far gone. I would, I would hope so, but at the same time, I would hope not. Mm. Because... You don't want to, like, oh, this character's burnt. Like, I'm done. Yeah, plus I, the, yeah. the mutations give you negative effects, too. Yeah, but if, if I'm a ghoul... And now radiation does a minor healing to me over time, but whenever I get shot, it does 3% more damage or something, mm-hmm. right? That's, I think that's a, and I'm not saying that's the actual numbers, but I think that would be like a fair trade-off. Mm. Would be like, okay, you get 3% healing factor from radiation over time if you were in a radiated area, but you take 3% more damage. Something like that, yeah. right? Something, a trade-off. Or like Wasteland, what was that perk in New Vegas? The um, weird wasteland perk, wasteland whisper, ghoulish. Was it wait? No. What's the in New Vegas? It's like the trait. It's not a oh, perk. It's a trait in New Vegas. The one that you take that it's like weird shit will happen. Oh, wild wasteland. Wild that wasteland. one. Yeah. There's wild one wasteland. that if you have glasses on, you get a plus one to your perception. But if you don't have, have glasses eyes. on, yeah. So like something like that. Do a question for you. How would charisma work in this game? So there's no NPC. Huh? How is charisma going to work? I think money. Could be. Maybe that, like, if you go to a vending machine... Like, say I say we have the Ron Gulman vending machine, right? And I'm selling shotgun shells that day, right? Mm-hmm. It could be like, okay, it's $10 a sh- or 10 caps a shell. My charisma's an 8. So my charisma lets me get it for 8 caps or 7 caps a shell. Maybe something like that. But in Fallout 4, a lot of the charisma perks are for building. So... Yeah, that, yeah, that is true, yeah. So maybe it helps out when you're building your settlement, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking that, I, I'm thinking that's what they're going to... I don't think that... I think maybe that should be like a perk in itself, but maybe be like an earlier charisma perk to unlock more things to build with. Mm. So it could be maybe for your group, too. Maybe it has perks for help your group out. I think that's... Well, that's what the car... Well, the perk system is now the cards, the cards right? yeah. So I think the way it was described to me that the perk cards kind of help out everybody. So, like, if I have a perk card that, like, Bloody Mess is a perk card, right? Say it's like, okay, it does 5%, because I know in 3 it does 5% more damage for all weapons. If you're running in the group with me, you get 5% more damage on all weapons. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would like that. Maybe a little bit Why lower not? percentage for everybody. Okay, you can, if you have a group of up to, you can have, a, say you could have a group of 5 people. 
it gets split or something. Like, each person gets an extra percentage. So if you got a gun that does 100 damage, it now does 101. See, like, I think perks should only be affecting you. No, I think it was said that it affects the group. Certain perks Certain affect the I groups. Think. Not hmm. everyone. Maybe that is, maybe that is the charisma stuff then. Yeah. Yeah. Because charisma has to do with interacting with people. You know yeah, what I think? I think... You know what I think the only way we're going to get this question answered? Pete Hines, come on the podcast, please. Yeah. Please. Anybody from Bethesda. At DC Deacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I gotta follow him on Twitter. You don't follow him on Twitter? I, well, I made a new Twitter. I had to make a new uh, Twitter, right, and right, I right. haven't. It's a big story. I don't want to get into it. What's one thing that you would like to see in this game that's completely wacky out there, like totally out of left Prostitution. Field? Okay. Oh, interesting. I was thinking Zaydens. Okay, Why? Because we only have really gotten bits and pieces of aliens. I want like a full frontal aliens come down and there is a... You weren't cool with Mothership Zeta? That wasn't enough for you? I want more. <laughs> more aliens. I want there to be like a whole thing where like like two or three like UFOs come down and there's like a like a random thing that happens. That'd be cool for like a Halloween event. How yeah. GTA Online has events. Yeah, actually, like, you know, that would be really that. cool. Think how fuck. Oh my god, is it, fellas! Is it in lore that somebody like there was somebody outside the vault that got taken by aliens or something like that? What vault? Seventy six, wasn't there? Like, uh, if you in Mothership Data, there was like lore about. Yeah. Uh, oh somebody fuck. Out there. Um, I didn't write his name down in the notes. Yeah, it's something German, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure his name, but he was like taken or something. Like they have. He's like on behalf of Voltec. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really Holy cool. Holy shit, Kyle. You got it. Fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your out of left field thing you want to say? Prostitution. All right, Kyle. Be- oh, okay. Weird mutations. Like, like you such know how as? in the goat, where it's like, oh, an arm comes out yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just weirder stuff that you could probably get out of mutation. Like, grow another arm or grow another appendage or something like that. I don't know. Just weirder stuff to happen. A third, or I was going to say a third toe. <laughs> when the apocalypse comes... In like an hour. The number one... Well, the three number one sources of money that is going to be exchanged is going to be cigarettes and clean water and sex. Not food. Because you can smoke and subside the hunger. Water you need. You have to eat eventually, but if you smoke... And people are animals. Like, human beings are just animals that can talk and have podcasts. If you can find some way to have, like, a prostitution element within the game, which will never happen because of the ESRB. Yeah. Although, it, online interactions are not regulated by the ESRB. So, it might just fall to, like, roleplay. Yeah. and kind of, It's as much sexual content that you can get out of Gmod. I think that'd be really cool. Just to see, like, be Eulogy Jones. Roleplay Eulogy Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Heart bed and all. Yeah. Oh, I hope I can have a heart bed. <laughs> DLC. Anything for Ghoul Minute State. Oh, something I wanted to bring up before when we were talking about the map itself. Now, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is recorded in the great state of Pennsylvania. Now, from what I've seen about speculation of the map, is that the very, very north part of it could be a little bit of Pennsylvania. And it's a lot of Amish country. I really want to see a radiated Amish. That would be great. But if this is more of an MMO style game, imagine we could unlock or pay for more states later on. How, like, WoW had the Burning Crusade. We can go back to the pit. We can make the pit. How awesome would that be? I want to see New York. I yep. want to see New York. Yep, yep. I want to see New York. I do. We have seen LA is the Boneyard. 
We have seen Vegas as New Vegas. We have seen D.C. We have seen a lot of historical places in Boston. I want to see Manhattan. I want to see Manhattan. That's all I want to see. I want to see Times Square. It's a crater. I know, but I want to see it. Yeah, that's fair. Like, imagine if it's nothing but the people who survived live in the subway tunnels. Oh my gosh, Ooh, the voice acting, cool. the accent. The, oh, if you thought, if you thought, but imagine, but think how cool that would be. You go everywhere, and it's like every borough's got that little, a little bit of colloquialism, that little yeah. thing different to it that you can go to each borough and hear different people. Hmm. And imagine they still hate Jersey. <laughs> think how great that would be. Jersey's fine. Nothing. Jersey looks like it does today, which is fucking terrible. <laughs> Shout out to Jersey. Come on the podcast. I really want to see New York. I want to see what is. The East Coast mecca of culture, if, if LA and New York are, if California and New York are the mecca of culture in the US on, on both sides, I want to see that. I want to see Seattle too. I think Seattle and Atlanta are like the, the second choices. I would, I would absolutely culture. fucking love Atlanta. You know Florida. how much good jet. I want to see Florida. I want to see what these radioactive hurricanes oh that may come in. I want to know what that's like. I didn't even think like, about is Florida that. completely gone because of that. Alligators <gasps> just everywhere, and they're monstrous. The Everglade wasteland, fucking dude, dude. Bethesda, look. All I'm saying, if you listen to the last podcast, ten percent. All I need, ten percent. <laughs> Hire me on. I'll write. I'll come up with. I. You don't even have to pay me like a lot. Just pay me a livable wage. I will just throw ideas at you all day long. I'm, I need a job. Please, please, come on. I have nothing left. <laughs> I just, this, this game, you know what I think I'm most excited about this game? Like, out of all of it, Fallout is a game that has, has touched me in such a way because of how creative it is, because of how different it is, because I've never thought of retro futurism until I played Fallout 3. Like, I never thought of, what if all of culture stopped? And now you can't think of retro futurism without mentioning Fallout. You mean in general it's, or it's, myself? I would say the standard. No, I'd say in general. I'd say it's almost a standard of retrofuturism. Like Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. The first thing I thought was, that's not the fucking bombs. Come on, don't fuck it with me. I know what this year means. You couldn't do 2078. But like, I just, it makes me, it made me think about storytelling differently. It made me think about like the way they set things up differently. It made me think about so many things that I already had my own conventions of thinking of in such a different light. And that's the beauty of Bethesda in general. Yeah. I think they're great at kind of invoking that feeling of like, let's rewrite the, the roadmap a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but like, I think that creativity in like a very, rest- I don't want to say restricted as a bad thing, but in an, a restricted, focused. okay, in a focused way is kind of like, hey, Kyle, you drive for a little bit. You're the keys, champ. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, they're kind of, Okay, it's kind of like the Sonic Mania argument. Sega hasn't made a good Sonic game in forever. Alright, fuck you, then you make it. Like, yeah. and then they gave Sonic Mania to people who made mods for Sonic, and they made, like, one of the best Sonic games, like, critically rated ever. I haven't played it, so I can't say it. But from the reviews I've seen and read, Sonic Mania has been, like, the best Sonic game, if not, like, the best Sonic game ever, one of the top, like, five. So Bethesda's kind of like, hey, all you. You do whatever you want. Start whatever you want. Just fuck. I would like, like, stretch goal, 
I want there to be an online service where, like, I can upload things and, like, you could have, like, logos on, like, armor. Like, you could do it with the cars on GTA. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. That'd be really cool. That would be nice. Yeah. You can do clan uh, logos on your cars. I want that just solely to have a Tunnel Snakes jacket. Yep. That's, I, I feel like that I might be... I think it's going to be built that, in. Yeah, I think it might be DLC later on or something like that. You know what, though? I was thinking, and I, I wanted to make sure I brought this up. I have a feeling a lot of the things that are going to be in this game after its initial launch will not be canon. Because I feel like if it's going to be a, a game that is that has life and has longevity, they're going to put a bunch of things in that are references to other things. So... Mm. There's no reason why I should ever find a 101 jumpsuit, but I have a feeling they might say, like, this weekend only, find a 101 jumpsuit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like before... I hope they don't, though. No, I hope they do, and I hope they don't, because it's it's fan service. Yeah. Mm. I feel like before, like, everybody gets into place, that's, like, the canon world, but once everybody gets in, nothing's canon. I, I think whatever no main story plot, because they said there's an overseer. Yeah. They said there's like um, there's there's a quest line. There's like a main quest line, and there's other quests that you could pick up, and a lot of like unmarked quests you can do, and a lot of it is just exploring and kind of being there. They're going to have to create quests down the line. Mm-hmm. I feel like that and like the overall world and like oh Vault Seven Six had all these people come out. That's all canon, but I think like whatever they did, it's not canon. Yeah. So and also to kind of feed because you know what the number one seller the like the top three sellers of anything is what sex and nostalgia. I didn't think of a third one. Sorry, everybody. Third one, come on the podcast. Explain yourself. <laughs> I, those are the two things that people buy. That, like, they buy into is sex and nostalgia. What makes you happy and what made you happy when you were a kid. Not just sex and nostalgia, but it's it's massive. The two biggest types of movies, like the two movies that make the most money, are kids' movies and porn. And Marvel movies. And Marvel, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, which if we have to categorize where is it going to fall into I don't know dude Black Widow <laughs> so I think by you saying like say the game comes out and for 6 months it's got an average of 20,000 people online is that, a, is that a lot to have online at once or no not really what's a, what's a high number to have I don't know, like probably like a couple hundred thousand okay I didn't I thought 200,000 was going to be too much I was I trying to think, think like enough. Really? Yeah. For I this thought, game? Yeah. For this game? I'm going to be easily half a million a day. Really? Yeah. I was trying to think, like, how many people I remember seeing on Halo 3 at a time. The online internet games are different now than Halo no, 3. No, but Halo 3 was like, people played that till they died. Yeah, but that was only on a certain console, too. This is going to mm, be on PC, facts. Okay. PlayStation, Xbox. Well, let's just, okay, let's just say 200,000 people a day for six months, right? And they notice the numbers start dipping down like they do with most games after six months, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say eight months in, Bethesda's like, here we go. Here is the Fallout 3 pack or the New Vegas pack. You know what I mean? Yeah. The it's recon f- armor. Yeah, it's a free update. There's two items that you can get and like a couple other fun stuff. You can put posters from the game. You know what I mean? Like It's just fan service yeah. in a sense. Like, the, I, I, I watched the one Oxhorn video. Again, Oxhorn, please come on the podcast. I watched the one Oxhorn episode about the the, mo- the paid mods. What are they called? Creation Club. The Creation, Creation Club. Club. And he was showing the Tunnel Snakes one. And you get the classic 10mm from Fallout 1. Like, that's such a cool gun. Like, it looks so retro-futuristic. Like, there's just something about it that's so apocalyptic and, like, so 
unique. They're like, I would love to have that in the game. You know what I mean? So, like, throw these little small... And if they do the, 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 the GTA 5 model... There's no doubt in my mind if they do the GTA 5 model where you can buy, like, like cards... Like, you know, you can buy those, like, fake shark cards, and you get, yeah, like, oh, $8 yeah. million dollars for like 100 a bucks. cat pack. Yeah, you can buy, like, a sack of caps. Yeah. Like, I, there's no doubt in my mind that that could be just... 76 could be just as successful as GTA Five As an online game? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because all you have to do is service the fans and constantly... Give people what they want. And that's the hardest thing to do, is give yeah. people what they want. Because nobody knows what they want. Until they get it. Yep. Did the because the tricentennial edition of the game did that comes with a bunch of like cosmetic stuff? Did, yep. Does it also come with weapon stuff or weapon skins? I think it comes with that classic twenty minutes to load pistol. Okay, so then they could possibly do weapon DLC as well. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. Okay. But like, I'd love to see because I didn't like the assault rifle in Fallout Four, but I liked the assault rifle in Three, and I liked it. The, the Chinese assault rifle, right? Mm-hmm. Give me more... Not, like, give me more options, but, like, this is right when the bombs fell. Everything's still new, kind of. Yeah, and, like, nothing has super degraded. It's only been 20 years. Like, I don't... years. I don't want to see pipe weapons. Yeah. I, they're that such a waste. Makes my skin crawl. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember the first time I used Nick as a companion. He had a pipe revolver. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You, are, you have a detective business. Shell out some money for a good gun. Yeah, get a fucking forty-four. Get, like, a real gun. Fucking toaster. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I, I, I like the ingenuity of it. I like the idea of, hey, 200 years has passed. We can together and make a gun. That's a neat idea. It's very interesting. They suck. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, I, I hated it carrying, not that ammo had weight, but I hated carrying 8,000 rounds of ammo I'm not going to use to the point where I would go to Cleo, and I would go to Otoro in Diamond City, so, yeah. and I'd be like, oh, hello, I'll take one of everything. Here's ammo. Like, I had so many caps because of it. Did you guys ever store caps? Store caps? Like, in a bank? Yeah. Well, in your house. No, I just carried Early as many on, caps Early on, I think, possible. in Fallout 3, I kind of did. I did. But now I, I did heavy. I didn't want to spend. Mm. This is like such a weird thing. Like, this is how engrossed I would become in the game that I would just sink hours into it. I would go to my house, go to my locker, and be like, I'll keep everything but like 2,000 caps and head back out. I think I did that in Fallout 3 and Megaton. Yeah. In my house. Yeah, I think I did that. I want to see. I want to see be able to claim houses and buildings because not everything's super destroyed. Mm. It's only been twenty five years. Because there was something so charming about the Megaton House that is unlike any other player house in any of the other games. Tenpenny feels like uh, it's dirty, kind of hollow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's dirty. Yeah, and it's dirty in the in the opposite way. It's clean, but it's socially well. Dirty. That's probably just like what they were going for. Yeah. Like, here's your your modest, humble, little piece of shit, but it's not really a piece of shit in Megaton. Yeah. And here's your nice, posh, pristine house. But it's a piece of shit. But think of all... But you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like... But, like, I want to see places like that that are just around that feel like the Megaton house. I... You know what I... Speaking of that, you know what I'm really excited to see? I'm really excited to see Civilization, like, stop. Because this is only 25 years after. So imagine seeing, like, like what seems to be the DMV. Well, it's a Saturday. Is the DMV open on a Saturday? I don't know. Like, imagine going to, like, a DMV or, like, a, like a, like a Kroger mm. or, like, a Walmart. And it's just a bunch of people dead. Like, you, you yeah. can see life because it's so fresh. You can just see things. 
And this is why smell-o-vision needs to be a thing. Oh, because no. imagine... Mm. I would play the shit out of that game. I, I, you couldn't get me out. It'd be like Ready Player One. I'd be in the Oasis and just be like, "All right, hit me with it." Just, but you know what? I've been recording for a while. I think we should hit him with our uh, our new segment. We've only got one other segment of it that we do of uh, the Wasteland Survival Guide. Sure. So I think Kyle, being our guest, uh, are you familiar with the segment? We only had it one other time yeah, yeah, out of our familiar. three podcasts. <laughs> so we just kind of like to throw ideas off of each other and say what's the best thing for someone new to the wasteland or or in any wasteland scenario what do you think is a great tip i would say sponsored by uh clear side support i would say as a player of it lock picking and science are always my two skills i get up first why is that because you always find a computer or you always find a door that you can never pick if you don't have enough and there's always some good stuff in there or hacking you always get the some robots to help you out in the subways. So yeah, I, that's two things I say you should go for it at the beginning. Definitely, yeah. I agree. When you when you build a character, how do you normally spec them? Well, this for the first time playing as a melee, like just killing everybody character for the first time, I miss just having science, medicine, and lockpicking. So you didn't put anything into them? Nope, not like guns. I didn't really bother with. I usually just use. You know, hacked everything, lockpicked everything, and it's just like it was more easier for me to go through. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So that's usually how I built. I Declan? hmm. I always pick up any kind of food, even though I know I'm not going to eat it. Why? Because I know that when I'm in the heat of battle, I'm only going to be using stim packs. But some vendors will pay for the food. Mm-hmm. Like. That 200-year-old Salisbury steak is worth caps in, from, in someone's wallet. Mirelurk meat? I was playing yes. Fallout 3, and I was yes. like, killing Mirelurks and not taking the meat. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? This is money. Yeah, and in Fallout 4, the queen Mirelurk meat? Oh, my God. How much? So much. Really? I don't remember what it is, but easily four times as much. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would have to say, for any person playing, be it Fallout or any sort of post-apocalyptic game for the first time, that kind of gives you that much freedom, play an evil character. Yeah, just yeah. one time, and you, Kyle, kind of inspired me with this with this one because the first time I ever and I've said it on the podcast before, first time I ever played Fallout Three, I just went around and killed everybody. Yeah, so it kind of gave me that sense of freedom. And you said you're playing an evil character for the first yep, time first ever. Time. So, kind of having that freedom of going, this is a nice town you got here. Everyone's dead. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's a freeing experience because yeah, it's it's, it's, it, it's to see like oh they created this oh here's a side quest and it's like nope yep doesn't exist nope, doesn't exist anymore yeah. Megaton gone yeah well did you you blew it up I killed everybody then blew, then it, blew up. it up you killed Moira yeah everybody wow see I, I even glitched up to get Stockholm haha <laughs> that's him, awesome yeah. I I feel like the true evil in that sense would be to only leave Moira alive and then nuke it and then go back why. Because then you can kill her as a ghoul. I feel like that would have been the true pinnacle of evil in that situation. And then I killed everybody at Tempe Tower after their quest. I just fucking... Okay, you want to hear how mad I was? I was so fucking tight. I've never done this. I went to Tenpenny, and Roy's like, let me in, I have caps. So I went and found him, and I was like, hey, you want to go in? He's like, yes. I go there, tell everybody, fuck you, the ghouls are coming in. Let the ghouls in. Leave, hear Three Dog going, hey, the ghouls are inside Tenpenny Tower. I'm like, alright, cool. He goes, and everyone's gone. I went, the fuck you say? Went to Tenpenny, all of the people were gone. Everyone was gone. Tenpenny, gone. Fucking Burke, gone. 
the people that Dar- Herbert Daring Dashwood gone. I didn't want them to die. I wanted them to coexist because I wanted to do the the ten penny quest, or you got to shoot him in the head where you take ten pennies key. Now I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get the fifty one B. I think you can. But to end off Wasteland Survival Guide, I've got one for the real world. Sorry. Drink a bottle of water today. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? How many ounces of water are you supposed to drink a day? A lot. D- well, don't just drink one bottle of water. I think you're supposed to have eight cups if you're in the U.S. That's How much is in a bottle? Uh, 100 milliliters. I don't know the matrix system, Declan. Maybe that bottle of water. Oh, I didn't know it was here. If you're a red-blooded, non-communist, land-owning American... It's 16.9 fluid ounces a bottle. See, that's bullshit. It's just 100 milliliters. That makes much more sense. 500 milliliters. Is it 500? You think it's better and you don't even know the system. It is better. It's an easy number. You don't think 16.9 is easier than 500? No. Filthy communist. Liberty Prime would be disappointed. (laughs) Drink like three of those a day. I mean, don't do it all at once. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So what do you want to talk about next? So I think we should kind of start bringing it to a wrap. Um, I'm into it. Kyle? Any closing statements on 76? I know it's kind of a broad question, but... Uh, I think I'm excited for it. There's only one flaw that I have. It's that every, you can see everybody on the map. Can you? Yes. He made it clear that everybody shows up on the map. That's Which fucking... is really like... That just brings me GTA. Somebody coming in with a freaking jet and shooting everybody. But what if you get a... What if you kind of spec into stealth? If you crouch, you disappear. Okay. That's kind of how uh, Halo was. If you were moving, yeah, you were on the map. But that that just like he I, that it takes from like you want to build, you want to find people, you know, meet people. At, you want to see yeah. people and stuff like that. But then it's like they're all on the map mm. instead of just running into. Yeah, people. but they all. How much more? The game comes out in November. How much more time can they edit this game? They what? have the beta they whenever that's coming out, long. and I believe they said after the beta they're still gonna play it at the office and change. We didn't stuff. even talk about the beta. Beta, yeah. QuakeCon is in like test two application. weeks. Really? QuakeCon is in two weeks. I believe they. Uh, Pete Hines said something about there's going to be stuff shown. On Twitter, every time they post anything, it could be like, Mod Showcase of the Week. Someone will be like, you just the comments are, where's the beta? I need my beta. The beta. Well, we won't Fucking be playing it until later because Xbox is getting it first. Yeah. But, whatever. They have their partnership yeah. with Xbox. It's not a big deal. Anything you want to say, Declan? I want to say that uh, I think you should enjoy your your regularly scheduled programming. Ah, yes, you should. Uh, What's coming up next is the finale to the first episode of Nuclear Family. But before we launch them into that, you want to give them a clip of next week's episode? Sure. I don't fucking know, Declan. I'm doing my best. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? The fuck am I? What the fuck are you doing? Now Kyle's hurt. I don't give a fuck about Kyle. I'll eat your ass. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Doesn't that sound like a great time? That sounds great. Oh, God. So, Kyle, you want to plug yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at the Ood Sigma. If you're a fan of Doctor Who, you would know that what that is. But, yep, it's me. Yeah, that's cool. it? Yep, that's it. Declan? I'm at Declan underscore Bean. And uh, I am kind of in between Twitters right now. So you can find me at, at all capitals, the underscore Boogans. That's capital T-H-E underscore B-O-O-G-E-N-S, the Boogans. You can find this show on Twitter at Atomic Radio Hour. You can find it on Facebook at Atomic Radio Hour. And Kyle, you want to take a guess what our Instagram is? 
Atomic Radio Hour. <laughs> At Atomic Radio Hour. We're, we keep it on brand around these parts. So, the, what you're about to hear, like I said earlier, is the finale of episode one of Nuclear Family. Enjoy. Goodbye, everybody. Hasta la vista. So long. Farewell. No one knows the German part. Avita Zing. Goodbye. Atomic Radio Hour presents, once again, America's number one family sitcom. Nuclear Family. Last time we met, Richard and Karen met their new neighbors, who Richard wasn't too keen on, and then he later found out that Fug, the cool neighbor, was his new manager at work, giving him a whole new perspective on ghouls in society. But in the meantime, Jimmy and Abigail, Fug's daughter, were getting to know each other pretty well at the park. Now we flash forward to Friday night, where Mrs. Smith is invited over to Simmons' family for dinner. Oh, hello, Richard. You're home early. Yes, dear. We met our quota for the week, so we got to go home an hour early. Oh, wow. Maybe Vug isn't that bad of a boss, then. Oh, no. He's a fine boss. One hell of a worth ethic, too. It's just... 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 What's wrong, honey? I can't get over that you invited that thing and his family into our home. Richard. And Jimmy's been going around with their daughter? And the way he carries himself now, and the way he talks about her, he's... 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 Developing feelings. So what? He's happy. You see how he's been doing in his studies, and he hit not one, but two home runs at his baseball game on Wednesday. I know, I know. Everything is looking up except for the neighbors. Why can't you just be happy for what we have? Do you remember how dangerous things were in Alamo? Do you remember how... The Cathedral Remnants wanted to take James and turn him into a super mutant because he was a fresh one? Do you remember how he couldn't get clean water, and if we did, it was 150 caps a bottle? So what if we have some ghoulish neighbors? We're safe. But what if she wants to sleep over? That means we'd have to feed her, and I don't know what those things eat. <laughs> oh shit, be cool, Jimmy's coming home. Well, howdy, Ma. Howdy, Pop. What's for dinner, Ma? Well, James, tonight's a very special night, so I'm making Brahmin burgers and your favorite Blamco brand mac and cheese. Well, hot dog! And tonight's the night the Simmons are coming over for dinner, right? Yes, sweetheart. Oh, boy. Can I sit next to Abby at the dinner table? Now, son, don't you think you've been spending enough time with her? Richard, hush. Not at all, Pop. I'm real keen on her. She's a good kid. About as good as a shuffler can get. I'm gonna wash up and read my new issue of The Unstoppables before dinner. Okay, dear. We'll be eating at 6.30. Oh, I bet that's the Simmons. Oh, shit. Let me throw a shirt on. Hello, Vug. Hello, Abigail. I've heard so much about you. But I don't think we've met yet. Howdy, Miss Smith. Hello, ma'am. Hello, Mrs. Smith. I'm Rosemary Simmons. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Please, please, come in. Have a seat. Dinner's almost finished. 
Richard, James, our guests are here. Mr. Si- I'm sorry, Vug, how are you? Any day above ground is a good day. Uh, yeah, yes. Please, please introduce me to your, your family. Well, this is my baby girl, Abigail, and that's my old lady, Rosemary. Hello, sir. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Vug told me you're one of his best guys at the Trade Commission. Ah, well, I don't like to toot my own horn, but sure I'm proud of my own work. Hey, Abby, come sit with me at the dinner table. Okay, Jimmy. Want a race? Sure thing. Last one there's a stinky old mole rat. It's nice to see the kids getting along, eh? Y yeah, I, I guess. She's had many friends in all the times we moved around. But most of them just ask her questions about being a ghoul and then pick on her. Really means a lot to us little Jimmy's taking such a shine to her. Uh, yeah, well, that's how we raised him, to always be polite. Well, you're doing one hell of a job, Mr. Smith. Please come sit. Dinner is, is ready to be served. Well, Miss Smith, this looks fabulous. Abby, Rosemary, Smith family, would you like to join us? Wait, what's going on? Why are, why are they holding hands? Hey, Pop, what are they doing? Just give them a minute, James. Thank you for this beautiful meal at the Smiths so gracious to give us, and for my new job that allowed me to move to this great neighborhood here. And thank you for Jimmy, who's become such a great friend to our little Abigail. Abby, Rosemary, would you like to say anything else? Thank you for the new Grognak comic that Big Mike gave me, and for the Arkansas National Park where we throw rocks at Radstacks. <laughs> thank you for the safety of our new home and Ollie's famous iced tea. Amen. Alright, let's dig on it. No, 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 no. I've had enough. What the hell was that? Richard! No, Karen. They come into my house and want to do their little ghoul chant. They want to come in my house and do that? You gotta act normal. Vug, Rosemary, Abby, don't listen to him. He's just overstressed from work. No, Karen, don't try to make excuses for me. I do not approve of them or their ghoulish ways. Richard, they are our guests, and you will treat them with respect. No, Mrs. Smith. I can tell when I'm not wanted. It's a shame, too. Thought maybe this time it'd be different. No, Mr. Simmons, don't take it the wrong way, please. Thank you, Mrs. Smith. But I think it's best that we took our leave. Oh, okay. Bye, Abby. Bye, Jimmy. Aww. Richard, look what you did. Those kids are going to be heartbroken. Karen, what do you want me to do? How do we know they weren't going to eat our faces after they were done that little chant? Because they had a full meal in front of them. Karen, I'm tired of you never sticking up for me. I'll stick up for you when you're in the right. You made those people feel less than human. They are less than... Don't finish that sentence, Richard. I swear to God, if you finish that sentence, we're getting a divorce. I'm trying to protect you and Jimmy. Richard, don't give me that bullshit. Go out there and apologize. Karen. Outside. Now. <sighs> Vug, Vug, wait. I'll see you at work on Monday, Mr. Smith. Vug, please wait. I don't have anything to say to you, and it seems like you already have said enough. No, Vug, I was wrong. I'm a big dumb idiot. Look, when I was a boy, my family and I lived about two hours away from what is now New Canaan. And we had this little settlement called Buckwald. And one night, as we were all sleeping, a horde of ferals attacked the town, killing almost everyone. The only people to make it out were my brother, my mother, and four others. I know it's not right, but it's just the way I was raised. Mr. Smith! Please, call me Rich. Rich, 
You know we're not ferals, right? Yes. Look, I understand why you feel the way you feel. I don't agree with it. I don't condone it. Honestly, I think it's kind of asinine, and frankly, really small-minded. Very, very small-minded. Look, Lil Abby hasn't had a friend in over 200 years. And Jimmy's been the first real pal of hers. And that's only been the few days of them hanging around. I'm willing to look over all of this, just for her sake. Buck, I'm extremely sorry. Can we shake on it? Can you give me a word as a man that you won't act like this in front of me or my family again? And then maybe you'll think about changing your ways. You betcha, Vug. I'm very, very, very sorry again. Why don't you and yours come back in a week from today for dinner? But this time, I won't absolutely ruin. That's a promise. A Smith promise. <laughs> I'll ask the missus if we don't already have plans. Thank you, Mr. S- Thank you, Rich. May I ask you a question if I could, Vug? No, we don't all do jet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, uh, wanted to know what that little poem thing was that you said at the table. Oh, <laughs> well, that was called a prayer. It's something we used to do before the bombs dropped. I honestly don't even remember what half the words mean. Abby just likes to do it because it reminds her of how things used to be. Well, if you join us next week, I'll partake with you. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate it. Good night, Buck. You and yours have a good night. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. So that was great. Let's give our shout-outs. Oh, yes, let's. Because we have licenses. Yeah. So our shout-out goes to Shane Ivers for our uh, intro track, Feather Duster. You can find it at silvermansounds.com slash freemusic slash feather duster.